you totally missed your cue. I was drinking some <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, That's a Diet Coke Sunday, <laughs> not a Dr. Pepper Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah. I got a couple in the fridge, though. Hey, but I'm and, having uh, coffee right now. I it's normally a, have my orange It's a soda. National Coffee Day Sunday. It is National Coffee Day? Well, I'm having novel coffee right now. Okay. Literally. Still not a not a supporter of the program, right? No, they're not a sponsor. Whatever. Well, but. I mean, sort of. I work for Novel, <laughs> and then okay. I provide all of this gear. Is but. that like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes. I don't understand that. Hey, anybody. <laughs> seven degrees of Kevin's bacon? Of his bacon? <laughs> yes. Welcome to How to Be a Texan, folks. Uh, today, What was we- that all about, anyway? We should just start the whole thing over. No, this is quality content. Okay. All right, let's keep rolling. (laughs) (laughs) You just dropped a bomb on me. Cut it out. So today we're going to talk about some person that Kevin and I have an affinity for, and it's Carol Burnett. What? I know. Carol Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett? Yeah, why would we talk about her? Is she from Texas? She is. Holy crap. Yeah, you know that because you told me. Yeah, that's right. You're asking me a redundant question. Uh, You know, I'm just trying to make it interesting at the beginning of the show here. (laughs) So, Carol. You'll have to reveal all of our secrets, man. Well, eventually that's the point of the podcast. (laughs) So so today we thought we'd talk about a great Texan, and uh, Carol Burnett's not generally identified as a Texan, and I think you you just said that's a huge oversight, right? I think it is. I do too. Like I looked up uh, famous comedians from Texas, there's a whole Wikipedia page on it. She's not mentioned anywhere there. That's so sad. Yeah. Because she was born and raised in San Antonio, and... um, she had a really interesting. Let's go through her history first, Kevin. Is that all right with you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'm of course I'm not on the article, but she was born in San Antonio in like I don't know forever ago. You're she's, not on the article. Well, I am, She's but doing it's it for forever memory. ago. <laughs> but she's still with us. She's still alive and well. Yep. And so, uh, but the thing was, is she was she was born in San Antonio. She had parents that i don't know necessarily that they were losers but they were unsupportive they were both alcoholics there you go mom and dad were both alcoholics yeah and grandma Grandma took care of carol yeah but both mom and dad were somehow related to show business i do remember that in reading the life and times of carol yep and um and then grandma definitely wanted knew that carol had potential and talent so she got her fairly young from san antonio to hollywood Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm okay you keep going from there. I don't know if that's why they moved to Hollywood, but okay. they moved to Hollywood when she was young, right. very young. Right. Okay. Um, she went to Hollywood High School, and then she also went to UCLA later on. Okay. And then she ultimately moved to New York, and she kind of hit it big on Broadway in 1959. That's right. Yeah. That's a show, Once Upon a Mattress. Uh, she was in that in 1959. Received a Tony. Got a Tony. Which is huge. You know, Carol, she's got a fantastic voice. Mm -hmm. She's terribly funny. And she's got this great personality. She used to warm up her voice with the Tarzan thing. (laughs) Is that how it happened? Yeah. That was like her warm up. Oh, wow. And then she did it. And then over the years in her TV show, she would always take questions from the audience. And someone would always ask her to do the Tarzan thing. Right, (laughs) right. That's a great warm up. Yeah, so supposedly that's how that started. Can you do the Tarzan? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) We just gave everybody a heart attack. Y'all both just like backed away from the table. (laughs) That's one of those drop the mic moments. I like that. (laughs) 
Andrew. Okay, let me try that again. Yeah. Is that better? Well, no, that's no, good. That's Carol. I yeah. like that. I like that. But uh, okay, so let's go through the early career. So she was on uh, Broadway, mm-hmm. but then she started on this Gary Moore show, and I'm not familiar with a Gary Moore show. No, but she was on that. She and got that, an Emmy for that, though. Yeah, but it was one of those where she was a recurring uh, character on that. She was mm-hmm. on it for years, and it was one of these kind of sitcom comedy. Jack Pardy, whatever. Oh, is that what it was? It was. It was one of these where she got to kind of play around with getting her own skits and her own material together. And I think that's where she devised a lot of these comedy sketches. And she was so stinking funny. It was a variety show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they'd have singers and bands and comedy gags and sketches and whatever. And that's how she kind of got her um, vaudeville roots, um, I guess. I don't know what vaudeville is, but whatever. She did came and then apparently there was something called Dallas State Fair Musicals. She oh. was Calamity Jane. Oh. On CBS. Well, there's an interesting thing about the State Fair where there was a rift with the Texas State Fair and there was a Dallas State Fair that competed. Really? With. Yeah, there was. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I bet she was brought in as a headliner for oh. the Dallas one. Interesting. We yeah. should do an episode on State Fair sometime. Huh. Interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. It's pre, pre, uh, pre Different cool. topic. Wait, 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 wait. No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This is the prequel. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Whatever. Anyway, so Carol Burnett. So she got she got her experience. Um, obviously, if you can do Broadway and get a Tony in 59 for playing the lead, lead character in Once Upon a Mattress. And Amy, Amy's seen that one. I've never seen really? that show. Because yeah. it's come back a couple of times on Broadway. And, you know, that's one of our favorite things to do. Amy's got that, and she still she knows all every song on there. But I don't. Um, but anyway, she did great there. So she got all her roots on the Gary Moore show and Broadway and all that. And then she came to this deal where she struck a deal where she said, look, I'll, I'll do a variety show for you, but it's got to be. I, and somehow the deal was struck where she had a couple of years to come up with um, a number of shows but she had carte blanche, um, you know, control over the whole thing. And that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to come out, do the intro. She wanted to do Q&A at the end. And then she wanted to have her pals mm-hmm. with her to do funny skits. It was such a funny cast. So great. Tim Conway, yeah. Harvey Corman, And her, Vicky, Vicky Lawrence. Vicky Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the four of them. But then you think that, um, which one was it? Tim Conway wasn't on there at the beginning as he one wasn't. of the four. Because he, they had this other, oh, what was that other dude's name that was there before? And he was the kind of the funny, funny guy. And then Tim Conway was a regular guest. And then he ended up replacing him once the other funny guy went on to. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey Corman and Vicki Lawrence were always there mm-hmm. with Carol. But then Tim Conway was kind of off and on at the beginning. And then he came on when, oh, crap, I'll, I'll remember. Uh, is this going to pass the fact checker? Are you, you 100% sure about all this? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Right. But let's... Because uh, fact checker's been... I've been getting text messages. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bring it. Bring it. I'll, uh, I'll look it up at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. Well, the so, cool thing about it is they would intentionally try to crack each other up in front of the live audience. I mean, intentionally. So yeah, so actually getting into the show, mm-hmm. you know, once she got into the Carol Burnett show and that was an 11 season run 
And uh, a lot of people say that it was kind of the, it's really what set up Saturday Night Live for success. But I thought Saturday Night Live was going concurrent to that. Because that was during the Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd days, wasn't it? When Carol Burnett was still going? Or was that? Her 11 seasons were from 67 to 78. Okay. I don't know when Saturday Night Live started. Well. I'll have to Google that real quick. Okay. No, it was. I mean, think about it. So I was, I was born in 69. You were 70, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we were, I mean, little punks, but that's what I just remember watching the Carol Burnett show, and then I remember watching reruns over and over. And you know what drives me crazy is I'll be flipping around on cable, and you know how you get on guide and you're looking around for stuff to watch? And it'll say, oh, I can watch the Carol Burnett show. I I put it on there, and it's some infomercial that makes me pay like $200 just to get like all 11 seasons. I'm not going to do weird. that. That's dumb. It is dumb. Saturday Night Live started in 75. Okay. So there was a little bit of overlap. Little overlap. Yeah. Okay. So, but people say that what she did really laid the framework for what Saturday Night Live could do. And I, oh, really? I've never thought Saturday Night Live was really comparable to no. it. Because yeah, Carol, Burn- to me. Carol Burnett Hers was, was slapstick. It was vaudeville style. But it was pretty wholesome, other than Very there was kind of, you know, sexual innuendos in there, left and right, which were funny. But anyway, I think Carol Burnett, they they laid the fr- framework for Saturday Night Live, but they were they were much more raw. And, you know, especially those Joe Piscopo, Eddie Murphy years. You remember those? Yeah. Because those were raw. Yeah. Even yeah. though I did like Eddie Murphy in the Kill My Landlord sketch. You remember that one? Yeah. C-I-L-L, My <laughs> Landlord. He was Mr. Robinson. Remember? <laughs> Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. It was like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Yeah, totally different. It, it, <laughs> totally different from Carol Burnett. It felt different. Yeah. It's so. kind of like... It, those seem like they're from different eras, really, even they're, though they were both happening in the 70s. That's but. right. That's right. Okay, so some of our favorite moments with the Carol Burnett show, because again, I mean, I was an infant, you were an infant, but that's what our families watched. I mean, there were three channels, right? Every Sunday night, I would watch that thing when I was like five, six, seven years old. It seems like it was on Sunday nights for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. I me- would watch it every single week. Oh, and it was... Religiously. And I just remember mom and dad just cackling, laughing. Yeah. Of course, there was probably adult humor in there that I didn't fully get. Yeah. But... Loved it. By the but way, I love the way they would just set each other up. They like, would. Some of it was impro- improv, but some of it was like they knew they would secretly write lines that they knew would trip up the and, other person. And, and, and especially Tim Conway would do that a lot. Oh, Tim Conway and they would, would just do be it. sitting there on on stage. I mean, there's so many where they're on stage and Harvey Corman just can't stop laughing right <laughs> they're just literally sitting there laughing and they're just what and it's on the whole time and yeah until he gets it together and the audience is just because there was just, a, this was one where there was truly a live audience there was a live audience yeah which was great yeah and they just hammed it up when harvey corman was just cracking up at tim conway yeah yeah and then the other one was vicky lawrence would do that to to carol oh yeah i've got an example of that from okay, mama's family let's where hear she that. Just, well let, let me set this one up uh, first sure, sure this is one where I had not heard of this one. This is some skit where they're supposedly married and they're trying to sell a house. Okay. And before the skit, Carol Burnett comes out and talks to the audience and she says this. Harvey Corman, the reason I'm talking so uh, low is I want him to hear me. He's backstage now and he thinks I'm just coming out, you know, uh, do something else. And all week we've been rehearsing this sketch one way and we're going to throw him a curve now. (laughs) And at the end of the sketch, I'm supposed to come out of uh, this kitchen 
when he calls me, he bends over like this and says, Carol, I'm supposed to come out and hit him in the head with the door, and that's the end of the sketch. And tonight I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we just want to see what he does. <laughs> so remember, when he comes over and bends over, like, I'm, I'm not going to hit It's so great because the audience is totally in, They're on, in it. on it. Yeah, so then here's the clip of where it happens. I don't want your sympathy, Carol. I'm a grown man, and I'll take my punishment like a grown man. I'll mix you a drink, Roger. I don't want a drink! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a drink! <laughs> <laughs> and you, Laffy! Get into the kitchen and stay there until I call you, all right? So it's coming. And she looks at the audience. That's why the audience is laughing, because they know. Oh. This is it. Give it to me, baby! <laughs> <laughs> so I wish you could see it, because he's bent over in the 90-degree angle with his head in front of this door. Uh-huh. Right? And he's saying, Carol, and she's supposed to open it. And he's just standing there like an idiot. <laughs> and so then he great. says, Carol. Nothing. So then he, he kind of improvises. Give it to me, baby. You know what? They're to bust him in the head. Oh, my God. And then she opens the door the other way and steps out, and then he figures out what's going on. The, yeah. He literally laid down on the stage laughing. Oh, that's so great. That's the kind of <laughs> stuff they would do to each other. Yeah. In front of the audience. And Whoa. then a lot of that would, some of it would make it onto the show. Not right. a lot of it, but okay, it is so well, good. Do, do you have either one of either the dentist or the mama's family where... Oh, I got them both. Okay, because... Yeah. Because Tim Conway would do that to Harvey Corman and the dentist one in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you get that, I'd, oh, lo- I got I'd it. love we'll to play the that. dentist right here. Okay. Well, let me do I got two from the dentist. One okay. is when he's trying to figure out what to do. Then the second's when he ends up. This is the first one. Okay. All right, here. Okay, now let's see. When pull your tooth out. Uh, P. P. So he's P- looking P- up in a book P- how to pull a tooth out. <laughs> Harvey Corman's sitting here in the chair trying not to laugh. P. Pull your tooth out. Boy, this is gonna hurt. And he gets into this. Doctor, if it's gonna hurt, please give me something to kill the pain. Yeah. Okay. Well, got some Novocaine right here. Just uh, hold on, that man. Let's see how this works. He gives him the needle to hold on to. Novocaine. Here we are. Novocaine. Take a firm hold of the hypodermic needle. Right. And he just grabbed the needle with the top of his hand and it stuck in his hand. So now his hand's numb. <laughs> He's like... There will be a little bit of pain and then numbness will set in. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey Corbin is just He's trying dying not to die. Yeah. He's not very good at that. And now he's flipping pages of the book with his <laughs> with his numb hand. His numb hand. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I guess we'll uh, get right to it. And then he stabs himself in the leg, and, and they, then his <laughs> leg is numb too. 
It's so great. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. Well, yeah, watching Harvey Corman try not to laugh was probably one of my favorite things in the whole show. Now, there's a famous one you ask about the family skits also with Mama. And, with Mama's yeah. family. So there's a famous one where uh, Vicki Lawrence had goes after Eunice telling her that she's crazy. Uh-huh. And she had, like, made up a bunch of different lines. Carol didn't know what she, she was going to say. Okay. Right? And the cool thing about this is there's two there's two clips of this, and each time she does something totally different. <laughs> and in the second one, Carol Burnett can't even face the camera; she's dying. Yeah, was well, laughing so I've, hard. I've seen that where she, Carol Burnett's facing away from Vicky Lawrence because she can't even look at. Yes, her. that's the second one. And, and there's, then, so there's two versions of this thing. Okay. And each time they're so different, Carol Burnett <laughs> just can't handle it. So I think this is one of them. Let me try this. Okay. It's your move, Eunice. <laughs> So they were playing a game of sorry. Sorry. And yeah. Eunice just goes nuts and starts tearing up all the pillows. You are really nuts, you know? <laughs> nuts? One of these days they're going to come over here and lock you up. Oh, lay off of me. You ain't playing with a full deck, Eunice. This is where she goes off. I think somebody blew your pilot light out. <laughs> right there. Carol had no idea she said that. And you can tell these extended periods of audience laughter. Yeah. Because Carol's laughing. Yeah, because they don't know what to say. That's a new one, Mama. That's a new one, Mama. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. You know what? You got splinters in the windmills of your mind. (laughs) (laughs) I could use that on some people. goes on and on so here's the second version of that the, same scene but same. mama has completely different lines and this is the one where Carol Burnett just loses it she can't look okay. at the camera okay you are really nuts you know it here she goes This is a moment Carol can't even face the camera anymore. Look at me, Eunice. She says, Look at me. She can't. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You got any more of those, Mama? You better say them now. Oh my gosh, I love that. Hey, I did go back and I found the original guy was a guy named Lyle Wagner. Oh yeah, he was on there for a while. He was. Yeah. He was on there for a long time. He was the dark head. He was. Yeah. Real good looking fella. So he was the original cast member he was and Tim the, Conway was not. He, that's right. That's oh, right. Interesting. That's right. Very so good. and Lyle was uh, and then he ended up going on to some other program that he got an opportunity for. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Well, there's another one of these on Mama's, and this is with Tim Conway, where he's there sitting on a couch. And what was his role in? Was he the dad? Or his was name was Mickey. No, he was like the uh, so politically incorrect now, but he was just a very simple-minded friend of <laughs> okay of Eunice's husband. Okay, his name was Mickey. Okay. Look up his picture, and you'll write, because he always wore a cap with the <laughs> brim, and I think he had a hearing aid all the time, okay. and just okay. all this. Totally inappropriate. So there's this scene where they're sitting on the couch in Mama's house, uh-huh. and Tim Conway has a certain line that he has to say that gives Carol Burnett a prompt to then say her line. Okay. But they're sitting on this couch, and it's Carol Burnett and Vicki Lawrence. And then Dick Van Dyke is on this episode, and he's sitting on the arm of the couch over here, and then Mickey's on the other arm. Okay. And Tim Conroy refuses to, instead of saying his line, he tells this weird story about this elephant and the circus and all this stuff, (laughs) and they can't get their lines out, and they can't stop laughing. Oh, God. And and he won't stop. He will not let him off the hook. And it just goes on. And then there's two takes of this. And the second one is just hilarious. So I'll okay. play this real quick. Okay. okay. And you got a picture them sitting on the couch. And they all have their faces covered and their heads down because, because they just... cannot stop <laughs> laughing. Okay, the, fine. Uh, this elephant uh, had this little dwarf trainer. And... Uh... <laughs> ballerina skirt on that elephant. <laughs> and this is where they're just like, what's he doing? <laughs> I thought it was so laughable at the time. There was, there's a rumor going around the circus that that dwarf and the elephant were lovers. <laughs> <laughs> So clearly they're all laughing. Yeah. And he won't he won't give up the like the, the hey, mic. Carol can't say her next lie. <laughs> Obviously the audience likes this one. Elephant squashed him. Oh, my. Now, here's a second take of this. Okay. And Mama's answer at the very end is totally improvised. And oh. it just throws, everybody falls off the couch at the oh. end. They had to shoot the elephant. They had to shoot the elephant because he squashed his little miniature lover. <laughs> okay, I think the second. I don't know whether it's because of rumor or not, but they're buried together. <laughs> see, well, see, well, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not elephants. Here's the next one. Totally different story. Just a, uh, I was at this freak show one time and I, I saw these Siamese elephants. No, it's Siamese elephants. <laughs> so the audience knows now. He's going in a different direction. <laughs> totally different direction. Ha, ha, ha. 
And they're just laughing at Carol and Vicky and Dick Van Dyke trying not to fall off the couch. That's what is so funny here. Oh, my gosh. But you got to get to the end on this one. They was uh, joined at the end. Siamese elephants joined at the trunk. Oh. They <laughs> oh, was adjourned at the end of their trunks like that. And this uh, trainer make them stand up on their back feet like that and it had their trunks stretched like that. <laughs> then this little monkey had come out. <laughs> A monkey? <laughs> walk out there and dance some merengue right out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was a made-up line because dick I'm van sure. dyke fell off the couch and, and tim conway fell off the couch too and they were rolling around the floor oh gosh so after two takes with those long stories that was her response you oh sure, my god you sure that little asshole's through <laughs> <laughs> that's so great now uh, I, I will say probably my favorite duo on that show was uh Mrs. Wiggins and Mr. Uh, Tudball. Mr. Tudball. Yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. But Mrs. Wiggins with that was Carol Burnett and she uh, had uh-huh. a great big old butt and she kind of <laughs> stuck her and she, I even remember seeing an interview of her after this where she said that she had to kind of bend over and stick her bottom way up and then they stuffed it with a pillow. Oh, did they really stuff uh-huh. it? Really? Yeah. And then his walk was hilarious oh, because yeah. he did that that old man shuffle but it was literally like an inch at yeah. a time. And then his voice and his Mrs. Wiggins so weird. Yeah. So yeah. I got a little bit of that on yeah. here. Where Let's he calls her here. over the intercom. Yeah, I got the intercom thing here. I oh think. my goodness. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Huggins, I wonder if uh, you could uh, come in here now. I'd like to dictate a letter to you. Dictate a letter? She's sitting right next to him. There's a glass window. In between them. Yeah. And she can't, she can't work the intercom. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Huggins, I wonder if uh, you could uh, come in. Hello? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Huggins, I wonder if... Mrs. Wiggins, I wonder hello, if you... Hello, hello. <laughs> Mrs. Wiggins, down the press down on your button when I'm talking. Hello. I... <laughs> and it goes on and on. Oh, my gosh. So, but yeah. but him walking to her and then her walking to him, just their physical yeah. humor is and hilarious. she was just a space cadet. She too. was. That was the whole character on that. Dumb one. as a just box of rocks. <laughs> That's right. It was so funny. That was my favorite. Yeah, by far, those were my favorite. And then he had, then she had another one that was super popular, and it was the parody on Gone with the Wind. Yes, where it was went with the wind, 
and where and you remember Scarlett coming down to Rhett Butler mm-hmm. and she had the beautiful green dress on that was made out of and I just watched this I think it was made out of the curtains. It was made the, out of these velvety green curtains because right. she was so ashamed that she you know, wartime and whatever, so right. war she couldn't have any nice dress. But she wanted to look good and they made it out of these curtains. Well anyway, that was a big deal and uh in Carol Burnett. So Well in the Carol Burnett version she, she comes down, just, and the curtain rod is sticking out from out her shoulders. Her shoulders, yeah. <laughs> and Harvey Corman yeah. plays the. And yeah. this is I got that line here. Okay, greatest response ever. So she's. Yeah. What brings you to Tara? You, you vixen, you vixen. I love you. That 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 gown is gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. I saw it in the window, and I just couldn't resist it. <laughs> saw it in the window. <laughs> So great, but they—I saw a documentary or something on that episode, or an interview with Carol Burdan. I can't remember what it was. And someone that was working for them had, you know, been involved in the original uh, production of. Oh, really? Yeah, and like knew all the scenes. Oh, and had it down. Wow. And so they, this person helped create this thing, and this was a twenty-minute-long skit. Oh. So like the whole episode that week, I think was just this one special. Wow! And they aired it at a time when they were re-releasing Gone with the Wind. There was a big, huh. it was a big year. I can't remember which year it was, but they were re-releasing it or something yeah. out on the video. Yeah, and it was just all in the news, big deal. So they did their own twenty-minute Went with the Wind version. Wow! <laughs> have, let me ask you. I already think I know the answer to this, but have you ever watched Gone with the Wind? I've watched it uh, a couple of times, yeah. Really? Yeah. It okay. was, uh, I mean, I never got super interested in it, but um, Kendra's, it was one of Kendra's favorite movies growing no, up. No, it's... And we I, had it on DVD, and then we had the color version. And oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just watched it probably six months ago, in its entirety, and it still holds. Yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting, just because, uh, I mean, you know, it's not politically correct at all, but... It, it shows the love of the South and all. Anyway, it was just really interesting. But going back to Carol Burnett. Okay, so let's wrap up. Um, well, a couple of points before we kind of close it out. Yeah. Um, number one, she was very innovative as a woman. Yes. Right? Because she got started back in the you know, 50s and she was doing she was doing stand up back in the 50s when women weren't really doing that. No, but she also was BFFs <laughs> with Lucille Ball. Yes. And that was so sweet. When I told you before this Texas Monthly article that was written about uh, Carol Burnett talks about her early days and the day that and so Lucy was good friends with Carol Burnett and so she would send her flowers every year on Carol's birthday and she even sent her flowers on the day that Lucy died. Later that day, Flower showed up at Carol Burnett for her birthday. And that's that's sweet. crazy. So sweet. That is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's an article with the top groundbreaking female comedians of all time. Yeah. Joan Rivers is on here, Lucille Ball. Right. They have Carol Burnett as number one I believe on it. that list. I believe it. And then the other one, she won a, and there's an article in the Texas Monthly about this. She won a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, from the Golden Globes. Hmm. She won the first one. Really? Um. For this particular uh, genre, special chi- special achievement award, hmm. and now that award is named after her. So okay. it's the Carol Burnett Award, and wow. then they give this out like every every year. So great. So yeah. Well, impact. she was. She, I mean, she was instrumental to me just in my growing up years, where I just loved watching them. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, the Carol Burnett Show, Fantasy Island, Love Boat, Dukes of Hazard, yeah, and, and then the regular. You know, like. 
Wheel of Fortune and remember the Love Connection? Remember that one? I didn't watch that one too much. No, we did. I remember it. It was yeah. so creepy. That guy kissed every girl. <laughs> like the Family Feud. Book. The guy kissed everybody on the lips. So did so did the other Richard guy. Dawson. Yeah, maybe. he did. Right on the lips. <laughs> so weird. This was before the hashtag Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He was the greatest offender. Of uh, that. I think so, but he kissed them all. So, all right. Well, but hey, you know, I enjoyed it. One other thing, she always took questions at the end of the show. She did, you know, and I always thought that was really cool. And now uh, Seinfeld does that. Seinfeld, at the end of his shows, will take audience questions. Okay. And we saw him in New York a few weeks ago, right? Well, a couple months ago, right? And we were in a small venue, and he took questions there too. And wow. I saw him say one time that he he learned that from watching the Carol Burnett show. Oh. She always did that. And I will say, kind of has picked that up. I will say her her parting <laughs> scene. She always sang this one song. It's so nice to be together. You know mm-hmm. that, that song. But she would always do that tug on her left ear. And, oh, yeah. and that was always her sign to her grandmother that she loved her. I didn't know that. It and was I forgot so about that. so sweet. She would always do that I remember at the end that. of every show. And it was just to honor her grandmother. That's crazy. So sweet. So mm-hmm. sweet. Now we know why. Her grandmother basically raised her. She did. Gave her everything she got. She did. Very good. Yeah. Well, this was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Hey, thanks, y'all. Appreciate uh, you listening to us uh, ramble on Carol Burnett. Yep, look us up out there on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play. Give us a review. Adios. Adios.